0: It doesn't matter if you have products, if you have goods, if you have services, it doesn't matter what it is. You can absolutely take your business virtual. At least part of your business can be virtual.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Women Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master and yoga teacher. My intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, I'm switching it up a bit. I recently held a Facebook Live in my private Facebook group, the Intuitive Woman Facebook Group. My special guest was Bonnie Frank. We spoke about embracing change and technology in uncertain times. Bonnie is a former teacher and college professor turned entrepreneur who started her online coaching and consulting business from scratch at 49. She has produced over 4,000 live stream broadcasts and has coached thousands of entrepreneurs worldwide to become visible online. Bonnie's highly effective and proven social media and marketing strategies are now also available on her podcast, Business Fabulous. We had such a great conversation. I felt it was so important to bring it here on the podcast. If you're not a member of the Intuitive Women Facebook group, I will leave the link below as well as all of Bonnie's information. Bonnie is a visibility coach, a fantastic lady, and so much fun. I am so glad I met her through Mutual Podcasters, and she will be a friend for life. I hope you enjoy this, and I keep you in prayer through this time. Namaste.
0: Hi, everyone. Hello, Intuitive Woman Facebook group. Okay, so this is Tina and me. You already know Tina. I'm Bonnie. And we are in two different states, staying home, hashtag stay home, <laughs> hashtag. and we are streaming to you live. Um, So if you see like in the uh, little post above... This is a Facebook privacy thing. We're um, on StreamYard, and so you have to give stream... You don't have to do this, but you if you want us to see who you are and see like the little picture of you and referred to you by name, like somebody said hi, if you want us to refer to you by name, you have to click the link above and grant StreamYard permission to use your picture, to use your little avatar. Otherwise, we'll just say, hi, Facebook user, or you can say who you are in the comments as well. Either way.
1: Cool. I know everyone is learning so quickly this learning curve, right, Bonnie? This whole, all this technology and it's the learning curve is real. The struggle is real for a lot of people.
0: Mm -hmm. The struggle is definitely real. And um, it's, you know, all of this technology that people are now, it seems to be kind of in their face. That's all stuff. That's how I literally how I built my business from scratch. Um, and I taught myself all of it, and it it is definitely um, a little crazy-making. It can be at first, um, but I I want to alleviate the crazy. That's what we want to do today.
1: So I even got a phone call this morning from a friend of mine, and she um she was saying how she needs to pivot in her business, and uh, we actually got interrupted. So she's going to hopefully listen or um, watch this on the on the replay. So great. Yeah. Lots of people.
0: Wonderful. And, um, so I've been, as I'm doing now, so streaming into this Facebook group and thank you, Tina, for allowing me to do that. Um, so what I've been doing is I've been going into people's Facebook groups lately and really, um, helping them out in terms of how we can navigate this new normal of ours that we are faced with. Um, And, you know, none of us really uh, asked for this, nor are we necessarily welcoming it, Um, but we have to figure it out. And it doesn't matter what business you're currently in. It doesn't matter if you're working for someone else or if you work for yourself. It doesn't matter if you have products, if you have goods, if you have services. It doesn't matter what it is. You can absolutely take your business virtual, at least part of your business can be virtual. And I think what we're seeing right now is that can really be helpful because if God forbid a million times over, something like this would happen again, or some other situation would happen where you need to be working from home, you would already know how to do that and you would be ready for it. And you would, you know, you would totally have that. Um, and so what, what I did, uh, so I'm a former teacher and college professor. I taught for 20 years and about five and a half years ago, I just quit. And the next day became a business coach. And I taught myself, I've never had a business class. Um, I taught myself how to do all of that. I taught myself all of the technology that was involved with that. And um, so I've always had a virtual business. Even when I coach people in St. Louis, we usually meet on Zoom. Um, So, you know, occasionally if I want to meet them at a coffee shop to get out of my house, I'll do that. But usually we just meet on Zoom. And so, for example, I had two clients in Australia before I ever had one in St. Louis. And I've lived here my entire life. And I still only to this day have a handful of clients that I've ever worked with from St. Louis. So it doesn't matter where you are and it, where you are in the world. And it doesn't matter what you do. There are things that are pieces of your business that you can pivot with and create a virtual possibility for yourself and for your income. Bonnie, I have a
1: couple of questions for you. So when you left your teaching position, did you know that you wanted to do more online or were what, what drew you to online? Because you could have chosen
0: many other things. I could have. Um, so I had been, uh, for two years, I had been um, an influencer for brands. So brands had paid me, when I was working part-time at the very end, brands had paid me to post on social media and uh, to try out their products and make videos. It was, that was called videos before the vlog was invented and to write blogs on their behalf, um, and link to their products. So I did that for two years and I did a really good job of it, of being an influencer, but I thought I'm doing a great job of helping Maybelline and Purina and Formica and some very big names make more money. But I thought, I need to be the only one making the money here. This doesn't make any sense to me. So that's, that's when I started. So I already had some social media background, all of which I taught myself. And I had grown a nice following. I had over 10,000 people following me online at that time. But when I pivoted, none of those followers came with me. Not one. When I decided that I was going to be a business coach, I don't understand this to this day. None of those quote unquote mommy bloggers wanted to really make money in their business. They were happy just getting free products or making a little bit of money here and there. And I thought, you know, this is crazy because it's a lot of work to do a blog or a lot of work to post on social media and, and to do what I was doing. And so I had to build up all over again. So I started from scratch again. The first time I started was zero followers. Then I started again with zero followers. And now I have uh, many more worldwide. So um, yeah, I I knew that I wanted to do online, but I'd never actually planned on being a coach. Very cool.
1: So some people are probably watching. I know I'm trying to see. I know you guys, if you're getting in... Uh, what should they do again, Bonnie, in case they're having trouble getting into Oh, so,
0: They don't have to. Okay, so anyone can watch it. If they're in your group, they can watch it and they can watch the replay. But if you want us to know that you're there, Facebook never shows us that you're there unless you comment. And so you need to comment and say hello, but if you want us to be able to say your name and to like see the little avatar, the little picture of who it is, then you have to look in the post above and click that link and you're giving StreamYard you're allowing them permission to show your name is what it is.
1: Got it. Got it. Um so I had a question. So you know, there are a lot of people that are afraid of being visible and right now they're being thrown into Zoom rooms and Zoom is like the the biggest thing, right? Yeah. I I know that I have been, been u- using Zoom for about five years. And since last Monday, I have been the expert, I'm using hair quotes, expert in getting a lot of my friends, students, and colleagues to use it. Mm-hmm. So people are getting pushed into this kind of visibility. Uh, but there's a lot of people that are afraid of visibility. They're afraid of being out there. What are they going to look like on video? Or are they going to do something silly? Or are they going to click the wrong button? How do you, what would you say to that person who is really shy or just afraid they're going to do something wrong or whatever comments may come up?
0: Yeah. So, um, so everybody, everybody has a first time. My first time happened to be when live streaming started. So that's how I built my business. Nobody, everyone knew me as a teacher. Nobody knew me as a business person. Nobody knew me as what I was trying to do. And so I took, where did it go? I took my cell phone and I went like this. This was before these things were even invented. I took this and I looked into it and I had these things. This is how long I've had these. And this dates me now because there's a microphone right here. I had this in my ear and I was like this. And I would talk into my phone. That's what I did. And I did this three to seven times a day, seven days a week. And I did it for years and that's how I built my business for free. So I, you know, you have to be able to show people that you know what you know. And that's how I did it. Now, I made mistakes. Sometimes I stuttered. Sometimes I drop my phone. Mm -hmm. During the live (laughs) broadcast, I would drop it. Um, And my favorite, and this is everyone's favorite who remembers me. So I started on Periscope, which is essentially Twitter. Oh, I remember Periscope. Yeah. And um, so uh, I would uh, live stream from coffee shops because I didn't even have a desk at home. I had nowhere to actually be professional at home. And I was raising two kids and taking care of my husband at the time. And so I I I had no office. I had no nothing professional looking. So I would go into coffee shops. I use their free Wi-Fi and I use their coffee. And then they ended up giving me coffee. Cause I always said where I was and held up my cup and said how wonderful they were. So then it was a win-win for me. So, um, and I, I would do it from there. And so I would live stream when it wasn't too loud in the coffee shop. I would go live. Sometimes I would live stream with the barista or um, is it barista, if it's a male? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and they would show how they were making what they were making. And I would say how great the coffee was, because it was. And one time, this is everyone's favorite, one time um, I was at Panera. So Panera actually started in St. Louis. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. And so in St. Louis, all the Paneras are called St. Louis Bread Company. That was part of the um, document when they sold. And so in St. Louis, we call it St. Louis Bread Company, but you all call it Panera. Anyway, same place. So I was outside um, in getting some sun outside in their like patio, and it was very, very windy Well, when live streaming first started, they didn't have these kinds of things where I could put up a banner. They didn't have, you know, the things over there uh, by Tina's head where it says Frank Business Consulting. They didn't have that kind of stuff. You couldn't, um, you know, you couldn't put your name on the screen. You had to just say who you were and pray that people actually remembered. You didn't have these things that would, you know, all of these bells and whistles. None of that existed. And so when I would tell people to go different places, I would tell them this way. I would hold up an index card. These are the actual cards. This is how many links. Every one of these cards are filled with links that I set up. And I would say, oh, you know, if you want to sign up to chat with me for 20 minutes free, go to bit.ly 20 chat or go to bit.ly. Talk to Bonnie is what it is now. So that's what I would do. So, every live stream, I would have like this many cards. I would have it all set up. I used Sharpie marker to do them and index cards. I was very high tech. And, um, so I would set them up and I would have them in order ahead of time of the kinds of things I was going to talk about. Well, this one particular day when I was outside, it was very windy and my cards flew everywhere. Literally during the live stream broadcast, people from all over the world were watching (laughs) me and they were just like, Woo! And I go, oh, just a minute. I put down, I was talking into my iPad at the time. I put down my iPad. I ran around, gathered up all my cards. I came back on and I was like this basically. And then I kept going. And people remember that because, first of all, it was funny for them. It was hysterical for them. It was not funny for me. I'm sure I was all red with embarrassment. But it was real. And it made me a real person. And it made them be able to resonate with me more like, wow, she's going live and she's making a business this way. And look, she's making mistakes too. And everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does. And sometimes I stutter and sometimes I'll say things twice or I'll think I said something and then I'll be like, did I give you guys the link? Can you put in the comments if I gave you the link or not? Because if not, I'm going to give you the link. And that's just reality. That's real. That's being a real person. And it's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. Nobody expects perfection. Yeah. I remember going live at
1: five when I started to term that phrase live at five. And I figured out the other day only because I got a post on Facebook that I've been doing it since 2014. So something around that, something along that. And I would hold my phone, try to pull the cards, you know, the lighting, the, the the camera this way, then the camera this way, then the camera flipping over. I've been on location, so you guys all know this too. So a lot of you've been tuning in on location and Yeah, same thing. Cards going here, someone asking me a question and, you know, not getting to it or forgetting what I'm saying or saying it's a new moon, but it's a full moon. Oh, well, you know, all these things and then forgetting or talking about something different. It's, you're in the moment and you're seeing all the things, but it's sort of like. it reminds me a lot of teaching yoga when I first started teaching yoga. So I remember taking a yoga teacher training and I remember thinking, if I don't just throw myself out there, I'm never, I'm not going to be perfect. If I don't start subbing for other yoga teachers and just being out there, I'm never going to learn. And you only learn by failing or by not being perfect, right? So it's, you have to learn that. You have to learn the... you you just have to take that chance. You take that chance and it's not going to be, it's not going to be perfect. And that's okay. You know what? I mean, who's perfect? I know I'm not.
0: <laughs> it's totally okay. And everybody does it. And you know, the thing, the thing is about being online and this is, this is the beauty of making mistakes. People are very, very slow to remember and they're extremely quick to forget. So nobody's going to remember that. I mean, they remember the cards because I built my name on live streaming. That's the only reason. But, and they love to remind me. Anyway, literally all these years later, people are like, I remember. I'm like, yeah, I was there, yeah. So, but, but other than something like that, where you're literally like there all day long, every day and not very many people were live streaming is another reason they remember. Now everybody, a lot of people go live. Um, so people will forget very, very quickly And they'll remember very slowly, which is even more reason why you need to put yourself out there. You don't always have to be on camera. You can put yourself out there without being on camera and you don't have to go live. I've been live streaming, you know, for years now, for almost five years now, and I've made a living off it. But I'm also the only live streaming expert I've ever come across who's always said, Don't go live then. You don't have to go live. Nobody has to go live because it's not for everybody. It's not. You know, maybe some people are, you know, yoga's their thing, but meditation's not. You don't have to do both just because you like Tina and you follow Tina, right? So you you have to do you. You have to do what's best for you. Now, I think you should maybe try new things because that's always good and you never know what might stick. And what might stick today might not have stuck 4 years ago or it might not have even stuck 4 weeks ago. So, I think it's good to try new things, but it's no big deal if you make a mistake. Honestly, it is no big deal.
1: Where do you think people would which should start? So, you know, there's live streaming now, you could do Facebook Live, um, you know, just traditional Facebook Live without uh, StreamYard or with StreamYard. I know there's other Apps you can connect to. There is Instagram Live or Insta Story. Wh- where do they go? Where do they start? What would you suggest if they've never done it before?
0: Right. So if you've never gone live before, the easiest thing to start with is Facebook Live because all you do is push go. You know, you push the go live button. Um, you should put some sort of description on what it is before you go live. And you can follow me on Facebook. Um, I'm three is my profile. So it's the easiest way. Feel free to friend me. I'll friend you back um, and follow me everywhere on Facebook. I have a live stream that I did earlier today. Um, and I've been trying to live stream a lot more because of recent events to try to calm people and to give them funny things to look at me and to talk about and whatever. Um, and I've really tried to fill my feed with helpful, informative, anxiety-lowering, and funny and inspirational, motivational things. I've tried to just flood my feed with all of that sort of thing because I feel like that's what people need. People don't need more facts thrown at them. And they, I'm sorry, but they don't also need to hear more coronavirus in their face. They really don't. What they need to do is they need to figure out how to navigate the waters, but you don't have to listen to current stats to do that. And so I stopped that very early on because I felt my anxiety rising. And that's not, it's not good for me. It's not good for my clients. I can't best serve them and I can't best serve people like you all. I can't do that. I can't do what I'm doing right now if my anxiety is higher. So I stopped doing that. And I literally just made sure that everything in my feed was positive and upbeat and that everything I was putting out there was positive and helpful and upbeat. And so that I can serve everyone as much as I can. I've been live streaming so much lately and talking so much lately and podcasting. I have a podcast too. All of that, that yesterday I felt like my voice was going, I'm like, oh, mm <clears throat> this is not gonna happen. I'm going live in Tina's group, and I stopped talking for the rest of the day and drank a lot of water and made sure I had herbal tea and no more caffeine, which is a huge thing for me, um, because I wanted to make sure that my voice was right and I could best serve today. So, um, yeah, so so that's what I've done. it It is uncertain times because nobody knows. This is a new normal for everybody doesn't matter who you are or what you do or what you look like or what your background is or how much money you make this is a new normal for every single person out there everybody it knows no boundaries whatsoever um so yeah we're all we're all kind of going with the flow here definitely
1: yeah absolutely and i you know the there's just so many people that i think it's again, it's just, you just have to, what is it like? Oh, well, our good friend, right? Chris Cremitzos. start ugly. ugly. (laughs) Yeah. I love love that. Right. Yeah. It's so true. You know, we're all going to start somewhere and, and get there. And you know what to, let's talk a little bit about, you know, depending on what everyone's doing. And I know I can't, I don't see any comments. So maybe they're just kind of hanging out. I see a bunch of people tuning in though. So hello guys. Mm -hmm. Um, you're hearing a lot about people pivoting. So what have you seen from the business side of things?
0: So from the business side, people, a lot of people are using Zoom and other uh, web conferencing tools to be able to network, to be able to have their office meetings, to be able to, for the teams to get together, to try to continue productivity, right? So um everybody, there's no reason that everybody needs to go out of business. In my opinion, there's no reason that anybody needs to go out of business, to be very honest with you. Um, and I'll give you examples. So um, like this this is the kind of thing I've been talking about. Like if you have a bowling alley, well, nobody can bowl right now. Leagues are done for right now, and you can't go to the bowling alley, you can't hang out. So if I were the owner of a bowling alley in the interim while I'm waiting for, you know, all of the regulations to lift and people to come, be able to come back and bowl again, what I would do is I would fill my social media feeds. And if I wasn't on social media, I would get on social media, ASAP, particularly Facebook, because for sure that whoever owns the bowling alley, their audience is on Facebook, 100%. 2.8 2.8 billion people are on Facebook. So their audience is on Facebook. And uh, the demographic for Facebook for is basically 35 to 55. So um, definitely those are bowlers. And I would start bowling at home. I would take an orange and I would bowl at home and I would have different things as pins. And if I had a family, I would invite the family and we would create a league and we would keep score like real bowling and we would cre- have the bowling cards and the whole thing. And it would be funny and it would be ridiculous and it would be memorable. And you know what? For everyone who watched those, I would say, Hey, go to this place and you can get, you can download a coupon for half off your first game when we open back up or for a free game when we open back up or whatever it is, whatever you want to do. That's the very first thing I would do because, you know, there's a lot of bowling alleys around. So Joe Schmo, Jane Schmo, Sally Sue, they're all the same to someone who wants to go bowling. They don't know the people who own the alleys, but this way they would, and they would know one, and that would be memorable and if someone if someone who owns a bowling alley would do that and i would see it i would absolutely go to that bowling alley when it opened back up simply because they did that i started following this one account called strange donuts strange donuts started in st louis but i had no idea that he started in st louis and i started following him because he did an instagram story when he was locked in an elevator with his 18 month old daughter and it was hilarious. And he was trying to maintain calm and pray that her diaper was not going to explode. And it was just him and her. And it was hilarious. And he put it on Instagram and I have followed him ever since. And I have talked about him ever since. And I have told everybody about his company ever since. And it, it, it all started from that Instagram story. So you don't have to sit there and say, hey, I've got this thing for sale. See this thing right here? I've got this thing for sale and it comes in four colors and I've got a special for the end of the... No one's going to listen to you. No one's going to listen to you. But people will buy always, will buy from you because of you. Not because of your thing. Nobody cares about your thing. Everybody sells something. People don't go to Tina's yoga or Tina's meditation or Tina's Reiki because they want yoga or meditation or Reiki, you can get that a lot of places. They go to that for Tina.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you find, you know, the people that you connect with, the people that you like, they, again, there could be a lot of the different services. I always call it this like likable factor, right? So you have to like the other person to a degree to, and be, and it has to be likable, Right. So there's again, many, many business coaches, many yoga teachers, many meditation guides. Yeah. And do you jive with them or you don't jive with them? And especially right now, and I was just saying this recently to someone that whole thing of there's been some people that I've had to turn off social media because they're not doing what you just said about the bowling alley. They're mm-hmm. saying, I'm here, I'm the expert. And, and not that I don't think everyone has the expert, but in this particular time, uncharted territory, unprecedented times, you know, how are you showing up? I'm not saying no. you can still serve and get paid. And I completely agree with that, but how are you showing up? And, 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 you know, there's a little bit more of compassion right now. The people that are still saying like, Hey, I got one, two, and three and do this. They're not really jiving right now. It's a little hard. So take it from another, another angle. I, that is really creative about bowling. I don't know if anyone has a bowling alley, but you're onto something. That's that's
0: pretty cool. I want to see that. I, mean, I, mean, want, I will awesome. follow it. I will share it. I have three Instagram <laughs> accounts. I will share it everywhere. Yeah. I want to see it. That's really cool. And if you're home with your kids, go ahead and bowl. You know, you've got something that could be pins. I wouldn't choose glass, but something could be <laughs> pins. Have your kids figure it out. Teach them how to score bowling. When I was learning to be a teacher, um, my fourth the f- teacher I was working with at the time, she taught fourth grade, and she always taught the fourth graders. She was in a bowling league and she taught the fourth graders how to score bowling and did it as part of math. And I'm like, oh my God, that is so smart.
1: I have to bring up this other thing that we talked about, and it, it I don't remember now when because the days are leading one into the next. But so true. you're so creative because I remember speaking about um hairstylists. And hairdressers that are out of work. And you were saying, Oh my goodness, they can take this opportunity while their salons are closed and they can get online and share how they style their hair. What, what's their favorite hairbrush? What's their favorite? How, how to curl my hair? I mean, I still don't know how to do any of those things and getting, you know, things like that, making it funny, making it. And then when the salon opens, they're going to be remembered. Because they were there for their community, even though, and they, they can say, okay, now we're opening up in two weeks and, you know, they're going to say, oh, I want to see so-and-so because she was so funny and showed me how to detangle my round brush that always gets mm-hmm. stuck in my hair, you know? So there's, there really is, really, we have to start to think a little out of the box yeah. and, you know, be there for your community Find different ways so that when things are, when things change, and they will, they will, guys, uh, you're there for them and they remember you and you've made an impact. And you've also been of a service and you've been able to share from a place of authenticity. So,
0: yeah. And, you know, if you like, there's a lot of places like bars, right? Bars and restaurants, they can't continue in the same way that they were able to. So a lot of them are doing delivery. Strange donuts is delivering. He even said, he's like, you need Purell. I will find Purell and bring it to you. I'm like, he is amazing. Seriously. I'm like, I love this man. So, um, and I love donuts too, but I try not, he, he, I, there's a strange donut, seven tenths from my home, seven tenths of a mile (laughs) from my home. So trust me, it's really hard not to go there all the time, but he is amazing. So they'll do delivery, they do curbside, they do, you know, all that kind of thing. And so, because... I don't know if you realize, but bars and restaurants, their margin, well, the bar part, their margin is greater, but restaurants, their profit margin is very, very low. Always has been. It's just the way it life is. Um, their profit margin is very low. So in order for them to stay afloat, um, any restaurant, any eatery, coffee, you know, indie coffee shop doesn't matter. Any sort of eatery like that, minus the alcohol um, and the sodas, that's a huge markup, but minus all that, they have got to let people go and they've got to continue curbside and, and make like emergency packages like selling a loaf of bread, selling a um, a carton of eggs, selling, you know, all of a thing of milk, selling, you know, making like survival packages, that kind of stuff. So that they could possibly, possibly keep their doors open. So if, for example, I had any type of um, coffee shop, I love indie coffee shops. And so if I had an indie coffee shop, I would not only... I would absolutely do survival packages in a second. And I would do curbside. And I would do delivery. And I would make t-shirts. And I would make t-shirts that say... I survived coronavirus 2020 and I would put the I would make a funny saying on the back so it would be a double-sided shirt that way you can charge more money think about you needed it to make money. I would do that and then I would have you know the name of the whatever, the indie coffee shop, the bar, the restaurant, whatever it is on the front. and I would make them cute and I would make them bright easy to see so that everybody would want to wear them. I would make them unisex. So you just, you're ordering every, you know, it's a unisex size and it's, I would pick a color or collection of colors that guys and girls would wear. I would also make kids sizes and I would sell the heck out of those things. And I would market it all over social media. And that is free. You can, social media is free. You need Wi-Fi. You need to hook into something to get the social media, but it's free. You don't have to take out ads. That's exactly what I would do. And there's, um, for those of you, if you own a t-shirt shop or you know anyone who owns a t-shirt shop, um, the place that made my shirts, hold on. Okay, that's my podcast, Business Fabulous. And the place that made my shirts is making thousands of shirts now for all of the indie owners, all of the individually owned establishments in my city. And they're doing it for all the bars, all the restaurants, all the boutiques, everything that had to shut down, everything shut down. And they're doing it for all of them. And um, they've got a campaign and it's all over social media now. And so the place that's making the shirts is it's called um, Tiny Little Monsters, Tiny Little Monster, And, um, it's owned by a woman and she has a very small cadre who works with her and for her. And, um, she's, the name comes from little doodles that she would make tiny little monsters. And she created, uh, the t-shirt company. And so the company is, um, printing the shirts at a lower price than they normally do. They're selling them to the bars and restaurants. They're printing them for them, selling them to the bars and restaurants. And now the bars and restaurants have another stream of income that literally did not exist before. And so one local bar, um, it's called the Crow's Nest. One local bar is, their goal is to raise $500 because they only have five employees. It's a really small bar, evidently. They only have five employees and they want to give each of their employees a $100 gift card. People are coming out of the woodwork and are doing good. They're seeing the good, they're doing good, and they're creating good. And it's unfortunate that it takes a pandemic to make that happen, but um, it's happening and it's happening everywhere. And you can do exactly the same thing, exactly the same thing with your own business all of it. It's all possible. It's all doable. You can create more streams of revenue than ever existed before in your mind or in your business. And they can be virtual and they don't have to stop when we all go back to business like we knew it before. They can all continue. Yeah.
1: We have a lot. I'm looking a little bit... I'm going to look at my cell phone because I do see some. So there are people that are watching. So just go ahead and if you have any questions, go ahead and ask Bonnie away. Uh, Ask and we will uh, hopefully answer. we have a lot of people in the group that are, and I, and as you've said, it's universal. So anybody can do this, but we have yoga teachers. We have Reiki healers, meditation teachers. There are people that make jewelry that are uh, astrologers, numerologists, tarot readers. What else do we have? Just all different type of uh, massage therapists, as well as school teachers, I'm trying to think. So that's kind of, I would say, one of our our main. Can you think of anything? Or I, I know it can apply to everybody, but can you mm-hmm. think of anything? No, I've got.
0: I wrote all these down. <laughs> I'm going to go down the list, just like you said, and, and and if you and get ready to take notes, people
1: pen and paper ready. Welcome
0: to Bonnie. Get ready to take (laughs) notes. So, um, and if you listen to my podcast, business fabulous podcast, also get ready to take notes. Everything is actionable content that you can use to grow your social media, to learn marketing strategies and to be visible online. And you don't have to be in front of a camera to be visible online. Okay. Starting with meditation. All right. So, um, if you do meditation and that is your income, there is no reason why you should not already be doing this. Get ready. Cause this is a stream of income that should be ever present with you. So you can do for free. You can go live or you can Talk into your phone and then post it. You know, then post it afterwards. You don't have to be live. You can also talk into your phone and just make an audio clip, and you don't you don't have to be seeing your face. So, however you capture the the audio, it's up to you. You can like you could just talk into your phone, but not have your phone looking at your face and it'll capture the audio or you can, there's a lot of apps, just Google, um, audio apps on, on an iPhone or audio apps on an Android, whatever. And you'll, you'll see how to do that. So if I were you, if I was a meditation person, um, I would do three meditations. I would have them all three different lengths and I would have three different topics. And I would um, have those ready, however you want to create them, have them ready so that people can get them. Now, how can they get them? All you need to do is set up some sort of something to email it to them, to send it to them. So you could put all three audio files in like a folder. You could put all, all three audio files in a zip drive, a zip type of thing where they... That you attach it to an email, and then they download the zip drive and they open it up, and voila! All three meditations are there. And um, I would make them three different lengths of time and three different uh, topics to um, uh, to uh, for for different reasons. And for you know, people might jive with one or the other, so that's why I would do that. And so you can do that with any email. You can do that with setting up a one page website. Um, You don't have to have a whole big website. I mean, if, if you do meditation for a living, you should probably have a website anyway, but you don't have to have a whole big website. You can set up any website for free. Anybody who does website, don't use Wix, by the way. Those of you who've got Wix, get rid of it, get something else. W-I-X is very, uh, Google didn't list you. Uh, literally, you were zero on Google. You were invisible for years on Google. Um, You just maybe didn't know it. And, uh, so I would use Squarespace. I would use Weebly. My favorite is Weebly because it was a grassroots effort. And I had that before, um. I crashed their server because I had so many videos Mm -hmm. on my membership site. So now I have something else. I have Kajabi, but uh, any Weebly is, is very easy to use. So Squarespace, WordPress, 25% of the world uses WordPress. Okay. So you could have a one page website or any sort of email provider, whether you do it through Gmail or you do it through MailChimp or something like that. You want to be able to capture their email and you want to be able to send them something back. That's all you need. That's all you need. Then you've got a group of emails. They already, they're already they getting your stuff for free. They're like, wow, this person's amazing. I love their meditations. And you've got a group of emails. Now you're going to email those people and you're going to say, you know, thank you so much. I really hope you like these emails. I mean, these um, meditations, I hope you find them useful, blah, 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 whatever it is. And then you could say, hey, you know, if you want more like this, I have a membership site and you could get more of this for this much a month. And all you have to do is put four products in a month. I bet you could do that in no time at all. Four, that's it. That's all you need is one a week. Four times 52, whatever that is, 208. You need, you're creating 208 little meditations or long meditations, however you want to do it in a year. Who can't do that? Everyone's got time to do that. Even if you work full-time, doesn't matter. You'd have two full-time jobs and still be able to do that. So that's (laughs) what I would do. And you could set up the membership site in a bunch of different ways. Kajabi happens to be made for membership sites and courses, which is why I use it. So reach out to me and I can let you know about that. But you can set it up any old way. It doesn't matter. And the membership site is just a place where you've got all that stuff. Anyone who buys into your membership site, maybe it's five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, whatever it is, It's an extra stream of revenue for you. You're providing value. You're serving your audience. You're giving them something that literally didn't exist before. And only the special people who opt into your membership site can get it. Um, So you can set that up very easily. Yoga is exactly the same, except um, it would be harder, although not impossible, it would be harder to do with audio only. But um, one of the things that I really, I love yoga. I am not built like a yogi. I do not have the experience. I am never standing on my head because I can't get the uh, bottom half of, half of me to go to vertical. So that's just not happening. But I love yoga. And what do I watch? I watch yoga with Adrienne. She's got like 5 million followers. You've probably heard of her. Mm-hmm. Um, yoga with Adrienne because she makes it doable. Like She doesn't use a lot of the yogi terms because I don't know what they are. I don't know Sanskrit. I just don't. And so she doesn't use a lot of the terms, or if she does, she'll define it right afterwards so that I can understand what she's talking about. And it's, it's ways to move my body that I can actually handle. She also has a membership site. It just makes sense. Anybody who does anything should have a membership site because it's passive income. I did not work for two years. Um, I went through a really bad divorce. I didn't work for two years, and I lived off my passive income that I had built up from my membership site. Okay. So if you're doing yoga, if you're doing Reiki or any of the other things that you said, I'll go down the list. You could have videos of you doing these things. And then once again, you want to ca- capture the emails. And then you want to be able to send them emails talking about other things that you're doing, not just what you've got for sale, but things, how you're passing your time, other things that you're doing so that they get to know you as a person and they probably already know and like you. And now you're getting them to trust you as a practitioner in a different way, which is this membership site. And, um, but like for example, I have a membership site. So mine is the social media cafe and you can check that out. And and I have a free PDF on, um, sanity saving, um, Uh, strategies and different activities for you to do with and without kids at home right now. So if you go to bonnielfrank.com, or maybe you can put it in the comments right now. I cannot put it in the comments right now, Tina, and I don't know why that is. But um, So if you go to bonnielfrank.com and you look at the top, there's two freebies I have for you. So one is sanity-saving activities with and without kids. Um, The first third is activities for you to do by yourself. The second two-thirds or the two-thirds after that is activities with kids. All of them are fun and also educational. And then after that is a list of books that have strong female protagonists. And it's for grades three through eight. Um, So that is uh, at the end of that freebie. And then I also have where you can get on the list when I relaunch, which is very soon, my social media cafe, which has hundreds of um, videos and activities and PDFs and strategies to get more visible out there through social media. Um, Okay. So Bonnie, we're getting a couple, um, can we have credits
1: at the end so we can get the spelling right? So let me put some stuff in here. Is that going through? I think it's going through. I'm looking at my cell phone too. Uh, Mercedes. Yeah, see I see their names here. So Mercedes, yes. We're going to put some... We'll put some information here in the chat. So what else would you like me to put in as I'm typing away?
0: Um, okay. So so just if you go to bonnielfrank.com, you see the sanity saving activities and you see the other. Um, so those. And then I also have a live streaming and social media mastermind. And... Um, can I email you that link, Tina? Yeah. Would that be ahead. fast.
1: Let's do that and then I'll just put it in. I can okay. always put it in after we... Well, this chat, yeah. I can always go back in and put it in.
0: Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, okay. you can always do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I'll talk about that in a minute. I want to make sure to go down the list. Um, okay. So, um, all right. So, the next thing... Um, that, uh, hold on. The next thing that I want to make sure to talk about is, um, Reiki and massage. Okay. I just sent you that link, Tina. So Reiki and massage. So some of you might be thinking, okay, I do Reiki. I do massage for a living. How in the world am I going to do that virtually? Seriously, Bonnie, you're a nut. No. I mean, I might be a nut, but here's how you can do it virtually. Okay. So, um, what you don't want to do, what you definitely don't want to do is you don't want people to forget you. You want to stay top of mind for people. And there's a lot of Reiki practitioners out there. And especially, you know, maybe, you know, I'm going to recommend somebody and it's not the somebody that you used to go to, but now you go to them because I'm your friend and I recommended it. And you kind of forgot about that person that you were going to before. You don't want to be forgotten. People forget very, very easily, don't let them forget. So you wanna put yourself out there, whether you're holding your phone and just talking into your phone, you don't have to have a mic to do that, just talk into your phone and um, just go on Facebook Live, click go live or create a video and then put it, post it later, you don't have to do live. And tell people what they can do right now in the comfort of their own homes, to maintain calm, to maintain flexibility, to get out the kinks, whether it's you teach them about reflexology with the feet and you show them the different parts. And like, let's say their neck, they got a crick in the neck, right? I got a crick in my neck. And so like, how can I get rid of that? I live by myself. How can I do that? I don't have a foam roller. What can I do? Are there places on my hand that I can massage? Are there places on my feet that I can massage? Is there a type of stretch or a type of movement that would be great for everybody right now? What about... Um, chair yoga, you know, that type of stuff, because people are having to be working at home and they may be sitting, maybe they're having to sit on their bed all day long because they can't even get to their office because their kids are crazy with the Game Boy, who knows? You know, people are having a very um, difficult time right now trying to get the job done. And so I would do anything and everything I could to help them right now. And I wouldn't say coronavirus, And I wouldn't talk about statistics and I would not talk about illness and I would not talk about death. I would say, you know, for those of you having a tough time at home, let me help you, you know, let's talk massage. Let's talk what you can do right now. And all you need is this, whatever the this is. I don't know. Pick something. Maybe it's a frozen thing of peas and you show, I'm making this up. You show how to do it on their head or their neck, or you explain how they could make a lavender um, sachet. You know, they could make a potpourri from things that they've got around the house. And that could be, you know, a positive sensory something or other that they've got with them. Um, you know, you could take that same potpourri sachet that they created and you can heat it in the microwave and you could sleep with it. So, um, and that's a real thing. So, um, you know, that type of thing, I would do anything and everything I could to stay top of mind because all of these regulations will lift the ban, will the stay at home ban, you know, stuff that will lift and we will go back to normal. And you want people, you want to be the first person that people think of. When you do that. And so you could do funny videos. You could get on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. You could get on Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat. <laughs> Why? Because I'm not going to spend time doing that because my demographic is 35 to 55 and not enough of them are on there. So I'm going to spend my time here on Facebook where I know all of my people are and other places like LinkedIn where I know my people are. And I'm going to use my time more wisely that way. But I'm going to make sure that everything I'm talking about is helpful and that when I make a video or if I have a downloadable PDF or if I go live, my thing is the way I do it, not everybody has time to listen to a whole like episode, right? Like a podcast episode, even though mine are all 30 minutes or less, sometimes you don't even have 30 minutes. So I make sure I've always done this for years and years and years. Every live stream, every podcast episode, every video, anything I've ever done if you take any 10 minutes out of that it's actionable content and it's valuable a valuable use of your time so think about it that way think about it in 10 minute chunks or even 5 minute chunks think about what it is the the message that you want to get out there and what can you tell people um tarot cards i would do the the 5 at 5 the 5 what is it 5, live at, live five. at 5, <laughs> five. sorry i'm saying 5 at 5 That's which okay. makes sense. so i would do that I, I mean, I started doing that with Tina almost every week because I was like, oh my God, she's pulling cards. Me, pull one for me. I want to do this. So, and it's so much fun and I love it. And now friends of mine are like coming by and doing it because I've talked about it and I always p- post it on social media. So I would absolutely do that. And then I would go on also totally separately from that. And I would talk about the, car- the cards themselves. And is there a certain brand of card? that you have, that you use. And I don't know if you know this, but you could have, and I told this to Tina, you could have your own brand of card. You could have tarot cards because there are companies out there that do that. You could have tarot cards that are what what I call they're white labeled. In other words, you're not making them. Somebody else is producing them for you. Like when you go into Trader Joe's or you go into Whole Foods and that shampoo on the shelf that you've never seen before, you've never seen it before because someone someone down the street is white labeling it. It's created in the exact same factory that creates whatever, L'Oreal. It's created in the same factory, but now they're putting their label on it and you can do the exact same thing with tarot cards. So that's what I would do. Um, numerology, I would talk about the number of the day and I would explain what that is. So, um, like when I um, when I went through my adult bat mitzvah, I made a prayer shawl and all of the things that I put on there, and I figured out how to do all that because I don't sew. I mean, I sew very poorly by hand, is all. Um, I went on YouTube and I figured out how to do all of it, and I did it all, and it's all it all. I went into figured out the numerology behind everything that I was adding, so I did that. So I would do the number of the day, and um, if I were you, I would also start making T-shirts and have the number of the day, whatever the number is, and then the meaning of that number. And I would get people really into it like they're into Enneagrams, exactly the same thing. Um, massage, I talked about teachers. So I'm a former teacher and college professor. And so if you're a teacher, parents need you like nobody's business right now. All the parents have to Homeschool. Now, they're not technically homeschooling. What they're doing, to be honest, let's face it, they're babysitting their kids until the schools can open back up. And they're trying to make sure that their child will not flunk out of the current grade that he or she is in um, before the school year ends. So they're doing whatever they need to do uh, to make sure that, you know, they get those lessons done. And so your video is just a little, it's getting a little bit harder to see
1: you. So I just want to make sure. Oh,
0: that is because of Facebook.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So, um, so if you were, if you're a teacher, I would reach out to the parents of your students and I would tell them about things like Khan Academy.com. So that's K H A N Academy.com. It's a fabulous website where they teach a load of different things. They started out with math, but now there's lots of other things. Oh, thank you. They said the audio and picture is perfect by them. Oh, Wonderful. Good. Thank okay. you. I appreciate that. So Khan Academy is something that every parent uh, should have out there. Um, and I used it in the classroom, actually, when he was first starting. Um, and uh, so that's a great thing to use. And um, there's... a uh, I believe there... Oh, YouTube.edu. YouTube.edu. So YouTube has loads and loads and loads of, of tutorials and videos, obviously millions. Um, but the YouTube.edu is the educational arm of YouTube. And so if you want to know how to do something and it's not in Khan Academy, I would go there first. Um, then I would go to YouTube. Edu, and then I would Google it and then I would throw my hands up and say, I'm done, is what I would do, honestly. Um, so, uh, as a parent, that's what I would do. If you're a teacher, I would make a collection of these helpful websites and helpful videos. I would create videos myself. I would be sending these weekly, if not daily, to all of the parents of my students. That's what I would do personally. Um, it's, you know, I mean, that is goodwill and you're serving your audience and that is your audience, whether or not you're at home, whether or not you're on spring break. Uh, that's what I would do as a teacher. As a teacher, you can also create activities for other teachers and um, you should sell them from your website. You should not sell them from a third party because people who do then I can't remember the name of the website now, but if you're a teacher, you already know what it is. Um those that website is flooded, and there's no reason to give that person money. You should have all the money from the activities that you create. So create them, uh, market them yourself on your social media. Get your friends to uh, put it in their Instagram posts and stories and things like that and Facebook. And you should absolutely be selling that stuff directly from your website. So now I've covered all of the topics, all of those. I love Career. it.
1: Really, great, great, great such, such good stuff. You know, and a lot, the biggest, the big message that I'm hearing today is that to keep top of mind. So whatever your industry is to really stay in on top of mind with your community and top of mind with your clients so that you, um, they remember you and do something that's memorable, give them some information, uh, however you want to present it, like you said, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, or video or live streaming, um, and keep, keep top of mind. So, you know, what I kind of want to challenge everybody who's watching, or if you're watching live or later on the on the replay, is challenge yourself. Look at what you're doing right now, right? And Bonnie and I will... Kyle, come back in the comments throughout the next couple of days is, you know, comment on the thread. What are you doing right now? And what can you be... How can you be top of mind to your community? And she... Bonnie just spewed out so many amazing, amazing things on many, on many different people, right? Reiki, massage mm-hmm. therapy, uh, numerology, Tarot, and, and there's probably so many more. So how can you stay top of mind? How can you be creative? How can it be fun? Let's be fun. Let's be amusing, um, mm-hmm. so that people can remember you. So when this passes and it will, that they will come to you for the service that you you're providing. Right. So that, exactly. was, that was big. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And if um, now I'll go back through the comments as well, like in any live stream, you can always comment after the fact and more people will, I'll go over animal setting too. That's a great, oh my God, what a great career. Like that is just, oh, you get love every time you go to work. Um, So can you tell I have no animals at the moment? (laughs) So, um, I so need it. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, so if you want to tell me what you do and tell me a hobby or something else that you like to do besides what you do for a career, I'll give you ideas. Um, and I'll continue to do that. If you put it in the comments after the fact as well, for any live video, you can always comment after the fact and the person will, who the host of the video always gets the notification that, that you made that comment. And so it's their job to then go back in um and answer, uh, address any questions and and answer the questions and address the comments. So, and that's what I do in all of my live streams as well. Okay. So animal sitting. Okay. So if you are animal sitting, let's say that you dog sit, you cat sit, you fish sit, you know, whatever it is. So um if you are currently animal sitting, because... Let's face it, some of you might be currently animal sitting for whatever reason. Maybe you can't anymore or maybe you are. I'm gonna give situations in both. So if you currently animal sit, I would get as many videos as you can possibly get of the animals that you sit because I don't care if it's a fish that barely moves. That, if you've got it, a picture, if you've got a video of the cute little dog, the puppy, the cat, the kitten, the five cats, the collection of goldfish, and the other fish that eats all those fish so they have to stay in a separate goldfish jar, whatever it is, I don't know fish. Um, so, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I would get as many pictures and as many videos as I could because that is what we call social proof. You put that stuff on social media and that proves that you're doing what you say you're doing. And a video is compelling. A video is compelling. People will want to watch the video. You want to be what's called a scroll stopper. You want to stop people from scrolling, you know, scroll, 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 swipe, swipe, swipe. You want to get them to stop and watch your stuff. And you want them to engage. You want them to comment. You want them to like, to love. You always want to go for the heart. Not the thumbs up on Facebook. Heart is better for the algorithm. Heart, heart, heart. You want them to love. You want them to comment. You want them to share. You want them to archive. You want them to save. Archive as um, on Facebook. I'm sorry, on Instagram. Save is everywhere. So you want them to engage. You want them to do something with that content that you're putting out there. So you've got to make it interesting. You've got to make it compelling. You've got to make it worthy of their time. So if I were an animal sitter and I had sat fish. Is it, do I say I've sat them? I guess I say that. Anyway, if I took care of someone's fish, (laughs) can you overfeed fish? Yes, you can. And I would talk about that and how you absolutely cannot just dump a bunch of fish food in on Friday and come back on Monday and expect that your fish are going to be, you know, just fine. They'll probably be dead. No, you cannot do that. Why can't you do that? And when else can you not do that? You can't do it with dogs. No, you cannot do it with dogs. They will eat every bit of that. You leave out a bag of dog food, they're going to eat it all until they explode. They cannot, you can't do that. That's why animal sitting is so important. Not to mention the love and care and respect that animal sitters have for those animals. Owners don't even realize. Animal sitters are like, God, as far as I'm concerned. So um, so I would talk about that. And I would talk about how different animals are different. And what is it that you do specifically when you go into a home? You don't just go into a home and say, hey, dog, and pick them up. No, what do you do at first? You probably don't stick your hand in their face either. Dogs don't want that. You don't want somebody's hand in your face. A dog doesn't want that either, nor does the cat. So how do you get them to smell you, to like, to know you, to trust you, just like you want people to online? How do you get animals to do that? And what is it about you that they like? Because it's not just, I don't know what they like about you. You know what they like about you. And that's why you chose to animal sit. Animals are, in my opinion, always have been better than people um, because they act from the heart and always, always will and always have. Um, and so, and that's why like, you know, dogs are man's and woman's best friend, you know, kind of thing. That's why. So that's what I would do. And I would give out tips as many tips and tricks and strategies as I could. If you know how to train dogs or cats or fish or pigs or whatever it is, I would give out those strategies because all it's going to do is give you more business. Um, when everything, when all of this ceases, nobody because you give tips on how to train a dog to sit is now not going to hire you. That's just not going to happen. What is going to happen is they are going to hire you because you taught them how to do that when nobody else taught them, or they were just about to go to the humane society for lessons. And then all of a sudden they couldn't leave their home. So now what do they do? And the dog is jumping and being crazy. So dogs are not crazy. The owners are crazy. You know this if you're an animal sitter. So you've got to train the owner to train the dog, and now you're providing literally an invaluable service to them at the time when they needed it most. And now they're going to remember you, and maybe they don't need an animal sitter, or maybe they do, but they're going to recommend you to everybody who does for sure because they're going to remember. Yep,
1: that was for Durain. So Durain, hopefully you're watching. I know she's she loves her animal sitting. So um, that's a great job. That's a great job. Um, anybody else have any other questions? If not, we're going to continue the comments going. So like like Bonnie said, we'll be monitoring the thread and if you have any questions regarding your own, um, what you're doing right now and how you can be more visible or just be top of mind for your clients and for community. We'll continue looking at the thread. Um, we'll also post more. Once I get off, I will post that link that Bonnie just sent me. But there is this link, bonnielfrank.com. And she has many, many, many resources. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. And you, who are you, what are you on Instagram? I know you have a few handles, so, Bonnie. So yeah,
0: I have three different accounts for three different reasons. Keep in mind, I teach this stuff, people. So don't think you have to have... Don't, you don't need to be <laughs> anywhere that your audience isn't. Just pick two pl- platforms and just crush those. Um, so, um, on, on Facebook, you've already found me. I'm Bonnie Frank on Facebook and, um, and then on Instagram, I have three accounts. So one is business fabulous podcast, like a shirt I'm wearing business fabulous podcast. And one is the visibility expert because I teach about online visibility and the other one is bonnie.frank. And that's the one that I started off with. So I, I actually have three very distinct audiences on each of those accounts.
1: Right. And don't feel... Again, don't feel if you're hearing this that you need to have three accounts. No. You just need to pick... And you also need to just find something that you like. So I found... I always... I started on Facebook. So example, I started on Facebook and I was only on Facebook until probably almost a year, only a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And then I started seeing that my demographic was also on Instagram and there were people on Instagram that were not on Facebook. Right. So I have a very specific clientele, right? It's women spiritually minded women, which is not everybody, but then the ages are a bit broad. So they were from, I would say anywhere from 30 on. Um, And they were starting to be more on Instagram than Facebook. So that's kind of where everything goes. I do not hang out on Twitter and I'm very little on LinkedIn, although that's my next step. So I really started to focus on those two areas and said, you know what? Twitter is not for me they're not hanging out there um and you know uh linkedin i will become more it, it, they're there but it's just something that right now i'm not comfortable with be with what mm-hmm. you're comfortable with and stay with it and stay connected and you don't need three accounts um no. unless you're doing it for a purpose like Bonnie is so just uh you know find find what you're comfortable with and that's a really important tool so
0: Definitely. And, you know, I know my demographics and I I look at my numbers every single Monday morning and, you know, 95% of the money that I make comes from Facebook. So even though I have three Instagram accounts, I have them for different reasons, but I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm under no idea that, Oh, I'm going to be making a ton of money on Instagram newsflash. Most of the people making money on Instagram are people who are teaching about making money on Instagram. So uh, mm-hmm. if your people are there, then be there. If your people are not there, don't worry about it. Or be there like I am on stories for fun. Stories right. are like an adult coloring book for me. I yeah. like that. Yeah, love it.
1: Well, thank you so much, Bonnie, for taking the time for coming into the group. I know that so many people are gonna really enjoy this conversation. I know I did, so very grateful.
0: Thank you. And then, um, so we will put in the comments. So I have a live streaming and uh, social media mastermind coming up. So it's a group coaching. And I do these a few times a year where I take a group of no more than 12 and I teach them all about the latest and best practices for their particular audience on live stream and on social media. So, um, you know, you can't, yes, you can go on Facebook and you can click go live, but that doesn't mean anyone's going to watch it. And it certainly doesn't mean that you can monetize that live stream. So I've monetized all the live streams that I've ever done. And I've done over 4,000 of them. So if you want to know how to go live and how to go live really easily, you don't need fancy equipment. You don't need to spend a lot of money. You don't even need to spend any money, to be honest with you. Um, But if you want to know how to do that, and you want to know how to really build your social media following and get people to stop lurking change them into followers, and ultimately into buyers, that's exactly what this group coaching does.
1: Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you everyone who's watching and um, we'll continue looking at the comments in the thread. Be well, be healthy. Thank you so much, Bonnie. This has been wonderful.
0: Thank you. It was really fun.